Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge. Welcome back if you're a regular listener. My name is Sandy and I am your host and I'm very excited to be back another year of podcasting um, and I think it's going to be a big one um, after I, I got my, my Spotify stats um, at the end of last year. You know, they give you that roundup. If you're a creator, they do the same. And I got a roundup and I saw some stats and I was quite surprised because um, I felt like last year I was a bit lackluster with the podcast. I was a bit lazy with it. I kind of had my eye on other things. Um, but to get that and to say that actually it, it had grown exponentially last year, um, and that, that kind of gave me a bit of a kick up the ass to go, right, 2023 is the year that I'm going to try and really put a lot of effort into it and a lot of time into it and, and see how I can see if, see how big I can grow this thing. See if, see if I can actually turn it into to something other than just me kind of musing around and talking to people. Although I suppose that's what a podcast is. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to all of you who supported um, over the last year and since I started. And, and I look forward to um, hopefully you guys sticking around uh, this year as we find some more people to come and join us in the After Hours Lounge. Um, and speaking of being in the After Hours Lounge, I have a good guest for you this week. Um, Richie Norton is a well-being and performance coach. He's an ex-professional rugby player and he's just an all-round good dude. I don't know if any of you follow him on Instagram. He is one of the most relaxing presences um, on, on social media. Um, his just his voice, his aura, as he as he calls it, his magic. It's all about finding your magic, um, and magic is the word I would use to describe him. Um, we discussed everything, and one of the one oddly conversations like this sometimes the. the I kind of go in and I have my notes and things, and then I just sort of like to see where it goes. And and without blowing my own trumpet, often that pays off. Um, and I find I have really interesting conversations, and this one was exactly one of those. Um, and something that I really took away from the conversation with Richie was that it's okay to start again. It's okay to change what you're doing and figure out, no, right, going down the wrong route, and 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 carry on until you find the new one and you go, right, this is this is where my success lies. This is what I want to do, and that's that's okay. So if anyone out there's you know worried about a career they're in or anything like that, you you've kind of got to do a few things wrong before you can find out what's right. Um, and that was something I really took from this. Um, we talk, we talked about why your physical health is so important and why it relates so much to your mental health, you know, looking after that physical health. Richie just gave some incredible insights. Obviously, he's a coach. This is what he does for a living. He's coached all sorts of extremely high-performance people from, from athletes to movie stars. So it was great for me to get a bit of one-on-one time with him for free. Um, but yeah, wonderful conversation. I'm waffling now. Um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you haven't already, please make sure that you've subscribed on whatever channel uh, you're listening on, either Spotify or Apple Podcast. Uh, leave a rating. I say at the end of every episode, but it helps me immensely. Uh, so yeah, please make sure you do that. Um, and yeah, enjoy this episode with Richie Norton. Richie Norton, this is—we've wanted this to happen for a while. Thank you so much for being here. I've said it to you already, but I'm saying it now live on the podcast so that everyone thinks I'm a good bloke. Um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for being on. As I said, I've—I've I've known your girlfriend Tamara for a few years through you know uh, Greece connections and things like that, and then I'd sort of spoken to her, and then yeah, so I'm I'm stoked to finally make this happen. Thank you for being here, mate. Pleasure to have me. Thanks a lot. Pleasure to have you. Yeah, exactly. First of all, <laughs> first of all. Pleasure to have me. First of all, I gotta say, <laughs> you you have one of the most like relaxing, peaceful auras 
and and this is I, I'm trying now I'm trying to start a podcast with a compliment every time because I did it recently and it really paid off. Um, but also I'm being very serious. You're like um videos you do on Instagram and you're talking. You are the most peaceful talker I've I've ever heard in my life. I I sound like a like shrill pigeon when I try and do a peaceful video like that. Um, so first of all, I want to say yeah, thank you for that. It's always a nice thing to come up on my feed because I know it's going to chill me right lovely out. Lovely compliment. That's very very kind of you. Um, um, yeah. Can you can I suppose let's get straight straight into it. Um, I know you you have like a history as a uh, as a as a rugby player initially. Um, and doing that before I, I, I mean, again, I said I didn't do much research. I did a little bit, um, you know, before in, injury, before injury kind of stopped that side of your career. Was this kind of relaxed demeanor you've you've got now? Were you always like that, or has that happened as you've as you've become older and, and changed your changed your lifestyle completely? Um, great question, actually. You know, when I come on podcasts, and I always like to think, well, maybe take things in a slightly different direction and. Let's maybe just have a little think about, about, you know, I also get asked these questions quite a lot. But I always think every time I get asked it, something else comes up that has allowed me to sort of be more truthful, be more honest, that I hope is is more relatable. Mm. Uh, so first of all, thanks for having me. Honestly, I really appreciate you coming on, you, you know, having me on for a chat. Uh, it's always nice to talk and share stories. Um, yeah. Hoping they do inspire and educate and maybe add some insight to help other people. And, you know, one of the biggest things I had in my life that transformed my trajectory was actually hearing a story like this about someone that had overcome their challenges that I thought had had it all figured out. But right. actually turned out they didn't at all. And I think that's one of my um, my favorite favorite ways to look at everybody. Everyone's like going through their life. I'm just going to create a little bit of separate dialogue here. Of course. To hopefully position your answer, uh, the answer. Um, because a lot of people go on these paths and they have this vision of achieving this goal they set these massive you know goals and they, they have big dreams they want to achieve and that was all they could think about it's all they wanted to do and my mission was rugby it, literally when I was at school I didn't have many role models I, I got in trouble a lot I didn't feel very aligned with school had a lot of teachers that really rubbed me up the wrong way I got bullied all this stuff that really didn't give me a, a great experience from an educational point of view and luckily rugby was my savior it was my place to have an outlet it was my place to um blow off some steam basically just hit a few people and not be and not get in trouble for it and uh when i realized actually i was actually okay at it i was pretty good at rugby and uh i got spotted quite early by some professional clubs I thought, right, this is what I'm going to do now. But also, because I am quite good at rugby and I'm getting away with this, I'm still getting all this attention. I'm still going to go out and get on the piss. Right. I'm still going to go out and tear it up because I can. Because I, I, can, I, I can. And I want to live my life and all this kind of mentality. Um, and I went down a path that wasn't really the most ideal path for a professional rugby career and had a few warnings, got myself in quite a lot of bother. Um. And it was someone who actually pulled me aside and told me this story. That, and he was a the chief firefighter uh, at a, a fire service that I'd applied to go to the fire service. I thought, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go to the army. I thought that might be a bit too harsh. I'm going to go and be a firefighter just as a backup plan in case the rugby career doesn't pan out. But it was either one or the other. There was no other option. So a young lad, I'm about 15 at this age. Right. And um, obviously still plenty of time on, on, on the cards. But um, 
someone had pulled me aside and said, you know, you're going to throw this all away if you're not careful. And this was someone who I thought hadn't even recognised me or noticed me or even respected me at all. And he told me a story about how he'd come through a very similar path and he'd, he'd had a few troubles and he decided to get his act together and he built a really, you know, incredible career, but he also got locked up twice and um, got in a lot of trouble, similar sort of path through school. And it was one of those stories that I think a lot of people sometimes need to pull themselves out of a very like busy headspace or negative mindset or self-destructive or they've been told they can't achieve anything or they, they haven't had a very good run and they haven't had a good father figure or whatever it might be. And it just gives you a slightly different perspective and gives you, gives you some hope. And I've been sitting with this for quite a bit over the last few months. That's why it's fresh in my head because I haven't often told this story that it was probably at that turning point that it, it probably steered me down towards actually having a career in rugby mm. because I was about to throw it all away if it hadn't been for someone to say, you've got some other options here. You just need to shift your mindset and it's not all over and you do have a lot going for you. You've just got to apply yourself and go out and go and give it a go. And it was such a turning point and I feel there's a lot of people out there, younger lads now, well, especially younger lads, that haven't got this steer or they've been influenced by the wrong energy or, you know, social media is a big thing now. That wasn't an yeah. issue back then. We, you know, you know, it was in-person bullying rather than social media bullying and all this other stuff. But also I, you know, I just think we just need some better role models. And I, I always thought, right, well, I want to tell my truthful story. So I hopefully become maybe that role model of someone else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. Very well said. It's and and further from what you said about social media as well. I think there's a huge problem there with role models as well. I mean, we're all too familiar with, you know, the toxic masculinity scene everywhere and Andrew Tate and all this stuff. And, and, and young men, like you said, often, I think they do feel a bit um, misaligned with what everyone else is saying and they're trying to find their own way. And they're like, do I, you know, I'm trying to be a big burly bloke, but I'm also like, actually inside, I'm not sure I like that. And actually I do want to, I do have this kind of sensitive side and I am worried about things, but I'm not meant to be worried about things. So, you know, you get this inner turmoil and like you said, you then turn to, all right, well, I'll go out on the piss and just do that. And, and that will then inform me and become my personality. And that's what I'm known for. And, oh, you know, and, and not to use, necessarily use his album, oh, Richie's a legend. He'll always come out for a pint and things like that. And actually you're doing that to, to mask or to try and find your place in the world when actually all you want to do is go and play rugby. You know, and also, I suppose it's having a, like you said, you applied, you're like, oh, it's all right. If it doesn't work, I'll go be a fireman. So there's it automatically in your head. There's like, oh, I've, I've, there's a safety net. It's all right. It'll be all right. I'll just go be a fireman. And that, you know, whereas actually, you know, throwing all the cards on the table, like you obviously did, but so many people don't have that, that turning point, you know, that penny drop moment. Um, And I suppose it's, that's both a, a, a good thing about, you know, today, you know, things like podcasts and stuff like that, it's easier to find those stories than ever before. But also there's a lot of other bullshit, isn't there? You know, like I said, there's a lot of um, mm. social media and, and and finding the wrong voice is is hard. Um, but I think, yeah. I don't know, it'd be good to hear what you, you say, because you, you know, you're very active on, on social media as well. And I don't want the whole conversation to be dominated by this, but it is a very important topic. Um, and I always say one thing with social media is like people, 
people to realize that they're in control of it. It's not in control of them. Like you can completely tailor who you see. You can, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of course the algorithm these days is like, I'm going to show you stuff that I think you'll like, you know, and it will show you, but you, you can control it. And and mm-hmm. there can be a healthy relationship fostered with it. Um, and there mm-hmm. are healthy things to come out of it. Um, and I wonder mm-hmm. you can, you know, speak to, speak to that with, with your experience with it. So again, I'm going to give you a roundabout answer to just make sure we cover the, the best the kind here. Best kind. People, people, are, people fully understand where I'm coming with this answer. You know, just to you know, tap into the previous question that I avoided in by answering it in a slightly <laughs> different way. I, I have gone through quite a few turning points yeah. where at first I thought, yeah, this is it. It's my big break. It wasn't. I had to make a big change. Yeah. And every time I had to make this shift, it was due to somebody intervening or spotting that something wasn't right, or it was a very close call. It was the, I like to think it was some universal power that was, you know, knew I was destined for something better than what I was choosing. And a lot of those influences, why am I, you know, to piece together the story that you just said, I haven't always been this grounded and, and I guess able to control my, my energy yeah. And being, I put it down to a bit more self-awareness, but also doing the work. And I think a lot of people are looking for a fast track to have it all figured out and uh, are being influenced by lots of external factors that you know might be inspirational, might be educational, but are you being really aware of how it's affecting you and is it making you feel happy? And a lot of people aren't asking that question. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are just rolling through the motions, very robotic, very automated, very short attention span, not giving anything real quality time to go to the depths of understanding if it's actually something that actually you want to do. And it's it's in, you're enjoying the experience. So, you know, when I was 16, got an opportunity to go and play for my county. I got the opportunity to go to England and all this promise. I thought, right, this is it. It's my big break. Why would I throw this all away? But I... I was dealing with a lot in my per- my family life. Right, that caused me to feel like rugby was ju- it just didn't hold the same importance as me just wanting to have big blowouts and go out partying and stuff like that because I felt like that that was giving me more distraction. Um, but I was lucky enough to get lots of airtime, lots of rugby opportunities. When it came to about 18 years old, this turning point, I actually got in a bit of trouble and. A firefighter, again, at the local fire service had said, you know, rugby is your thing right now. The fire service will always be there. It wouldn't always be there. I don't think I would have got into the fire service because of my ability to sit still and do maths and everything else. (laughs) You know, so, yeah, it could have been a fallback plan, but it's unlikely I would have, you know, made the grade. You know, the reality of it, you know, and um, he he said, you know, you, you can go and, take the shot, go after your rugby, give it a good go. And it was literally a case, if I had made the decision to go all in on my rugby, it was actually go to New Zealand and play rugby over there when I was 19 in the off season. And when I came back, my interview was with Sale. And I thought, Sale, when I'm about 20 years old, perfect academy, into professional. It was as it was going professional officially. I thought that was it. It's all laid out. Why would I not go and do it? Um, I went to New Zealand, didn't come back. Well, I did, but not for a little while because I was having so much fun. Mm. And it was, if I hadn't gone done that, where I went to New Zealand, wet between the ears, thinking I'd all figured out, and I got schooled on a daily basis. 
And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I thought I was cocky. I thought I had everything. I thought I was a good rugby player. I got out there and I felt like a little child because I got literally hammered on a daily basis in a physical way, rugby-wise. But it was the best thing that gave me discipline. Mm. It helped me understand the real meaning of like team spirit and camaraderie and like being a man and actually having to step up and have responsibility for yourself and your actions. And, you know, so as a 21-year-old, by the time I was there, my 21st birthday out there, and um, it was a few key people when I was over there that pulled me inside and said, you know, go and give it a good shot. Don't throw it away. And it was it was stuff I still carried with me. I still carry it with me, to, with me today. And um, the whole idea of, you know, bringing back to your, your last question, I was still holding a lot of anger. As a bloke, we still didn't talk about our feelings. Mental health wasn't talked about back then. We're mm. talking, you know, 20 years ago now. Right. Definitely a class as a veteran these days. You know, they don't feel like it or look like it. But I'm a success story because I turned it all around from it all being taken away from me. And we'll come to that. Mm. Because you can lose everything. And some people think that's the end. But it could just be the start of something else. And it was all meant to happen. And I've made peace with that now. <laughs> It just happens that I've done that three or four times and luckily I'm still here. But every time has made me a bit more self-aware. It's educated me. It's taught me some really valuable lessons and it's allowed me to have insight into what other people struggle with. So hopefully now be a coach that can help people that where I needed help. So I'm just passing it on. So I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, social media and, and all these external factors, where we're influenced by our peers we're looking at people doing great things and we want all of those things we wonder why we don't have all those things unless you are dialed in with what your magic is and knowing you have a gift and doing what you really truly love to do and having values you're going to get swept up in the Mm. madness of everyone wanting your attention planting seeds in your energy so i just think i'm very self-aware and when I'm not right, I know where to go and know what to do to help myself back on track. And I think those tools, which we will come to, I hope, in a second, allow you to navigate life a little bit better so you can start to make some more aligned decisions that will mm-hmm. hopefully put you into a happier state of being. And then go on a really lovely path through life that might take lots of twists and turns, but at least you're kind of moving in a similar direction or in the right kind of direction that will give you all the gifts you need. And it doesn't have to make sense straight away. Yeah. And that's why I tell myself. So yeah, my last point on that to hopefully cover what your question was. Um, when opportunities come around to maybe change direction a little bit don't ignore that right we hit obstacles that's life that's never going to end we hit roadblocks we face challenges life is going to throw some really tough stuff at you that's never going to stop so you either choose to just like lean into it and work your way through and see it as one of those obstacles and embrace the grit embrace the, the challenge of it evolve and then move on to the next thing Mm. or you choose to let it completely batter you push you back leave you stagnant and then you sit in it and you dwell on it dwell on it 
And I think from that anger point of view, that last point, the frustration, the energy that wasn't very calm back then was harnessed because I, I, I let my barrier down. I, I took my guard down. Mm. I talked about having bad mental health. I talked about feeling depressed. I talked about like being lost. And I was amazed that loads of other people understood. And loads of guys were like, oh, me too. Mm. Talking like 20 odd years ago. Wow. Maybe more 15 years ago, before there was this big movement on the whole thing. And I promise you, that was probably the lifeline for me being here right now. Wow. Powerful, mate. That's cool. Thank you for sharing. I'll show you this now. It's a bit silly. My mum made me a rock for Christmas one year. And it says, it's backwards, but it says one game at a time. She picked a rock up off the beach in Scotland where I grew up. And she wrote one game at a time. And that's my... Oh. That's that's my like biggest um, biggest motto as well, and it it, it goes. Uh, I'm basically just going to butcher everything you've just said and repeat it. But it, you know, that, to reinforce what you said, th that's exactly what I've done with my life, and I attribute me being here to that also of actually stop living too far ahead and worrying so much about, frankly, problems that I haven't even got to yet. You know, it's like people worried about the specifics of a job when they've not even applied for it yet. You know, they're so nervous about, oh, will I be able to, how will I be able to commute to get to this job? It's like, well, you've not even applied for it yet. That's a problem to deal with, you know, in the future. And um, Mark Manson said in, in his book, uh, problems are never going to go away. All we can do is focus on making them smaller, you know, and, and that's me. But this one game at a time is for me, what used to be, I'd wake up and I, you know, the, the feelings that I felt when I was in my worst state and depressed and everything that would put me out for a week. I, it would it would ruin my whole week going to work coming home eating everything was just beige and nothing and then through being able to think of it as right now nah, let's let's get through this morning and let's find one piece of joy in this morning whether it's oh someone someone went to the shop and got me a cup of tea or someone do, do you know what I mean someone said my t-shirt was nice and anything any tiny little or even just someone was nice to you right cool one thing and then right now let's get through the afternoon now let's get through the evening and just by by breaking things down into even smaller i suppose um capsules of time that that was something that that really helped me and i feel like what you said really speaks to that as well and it's it's really cool to have that reinforced by by someone like yourself who who believes in in those kind of um processes if that makes sense um yeah you know i think just to you know add to that as well everyone is obviously on their own journey you know we all come from slightly different backgrounds we're influenced by lots of different things but i like to simplify that we're all humans well some people aren't human i guess but there are a lot of humans out there that are you know experiencing the same stresses you know experiencing the same obstacles and challenges maybe with slightly different names but they're, they're very similar mm. and you know people want to achieve and the expectation of people you know, not just on themselves, but, you know, parents and their peers. And I think a lot of us are pushing in a direction or unnecessarily hard at things that aren't really where your magic should be directed. And I'm a big believer of obviously starting with health. Most people neglect their health to try and succeed professionally and build something. And then they spend money and time trying to fix their health because they've neglected it so much and all the things that they built become 
irrelevant really or not yeah. important anymore. So I just like to think, you know, my, always my anchor is, am I taking care of myself? What do I notice? What needs time? What have I neglected? Because I want to go and build this empire and leave a legacy and, you know, inspire millions of people around the world. I've got to be double strong physically, mentally, and emotionally to carry that weight further mm. and to raise my game. You know, and anybody is looking to achieve, anybody wants has a dream, anybody has, you know, um, a vision to build something, to be proud of their achievements. Hopefully, no matter what they are, you know, where on that scale they are, it's just nice to have purpose, isn't it? It's nice to wake up and be knowing yeah. you're working towards something that you can be proud of that hopefully helps people along the way. Mm. And for all of these things to be possible, we all give energy to other people, whether it's personally, professionally. And, you know, me as a coach, I start off as a personal trainer. What did I see as a personal trainer? Loads of people doing things badly, poorly, just because they were either uneducated or they didn't have a clear goal on why they should be doing it. So they failed. Mm. They didn't right. keep up the program. So I thought, right, well, that's how do we delve deeper into understanding what it is that, that's stopping them from being fit, healthy, you know, losing that weight, getting that muscle, being fit, healthy, stronger, stronger, whatever it might be. And it always came down to why they were doing it in the first place. And what was also, also always, well, a lot of the time, the issue, they didn't know why they were doing it. They just thought they had to do it. Yeah. They didn't know why. It wasn't really something that really spoke to them so if we want to be here for the rest of our lives and, and live long and you know be healthy run around with our grandkids i'm determined to live way past 100 and be a badass super fit granddad i'm miles oh. off that yeah <laughs> of course if that's gonna be possible so i'm gonna rinse the shit out of life yeah and be super proud of my efforts and what i've given but if i'm gonna do that I've got to make sure my health is on point. Mm. Nothing is more important. <clears throat> yeah. And it's not just a selfish reason, right? So that, that's another thing to mention, you know, on that point. While I'm on it, while I'm, while I'm in this flow, trying to speak to kids, but I also but like to speak to the, the older generations. It's not too late. No. It's just about how much you're going to prioritize to find it, you know, as a ritual in some way to do something for your health in some way every single day. And we've got plenty of opportunities. No one has no excuse. No one has an excuse. Mm. No one. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think that's just an important thing to, you know, just giving you a bit more depth on that. I just think a lot of people are looking for that inspiration or looking for a reason, can't quite tap into it. Why am, why, why am I not where I need to be? I think a lot of people need to delve deeper into why it is they are here and what it is they should be doing with their time to find that real fire inside to go and do the best you you can with the time that you have. And yeah. health is a great place to start. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you've, there's countless examples of kind of CEOs and executives and guys who have spent 40 years, you know, working in an office and all this, and then they get a bit older and suddenly they have a big health problem and they go, I would give every or every penny I had to go back for, go back mm -hmm. 30 years, you know, all mm -hmm. the millions and houses and everything they've got. And then I think that that shows what what truly is valuable, um, and it's important. And yeah. I, I like what you said. I like what you said as well. And it's something I I, I kind of um, have latched onto quite a lot as well. Is everyone's level of success is is different, so it can be so easy. You know, looking at in, in terms of physical health, 
while we're, while we're on the subject, you know, it can be so easy for someone who's, you know, vastly out of shape or a bit older or, or you know, perhaps, uh, I don't know, unable to do certain things. And they look at like ripped guy, especially men, guys with like a six pack and all this. And they're like, right, that's what I want to do. But that, and that's why I think they drop off because that's so unattainable and unachievable. And often if you've seen it on social media, it's edited and not real anyway. But if they, you know, if you can set a level of success of like, like you said, I, I just want to be able to pick my grandkids up and run around with football with them. Or I want to be able to just go for a walk on the beach with my family and not be completely out of breath when we get back to the car, you know, setting. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I've, I very much set my goals like that in terms of my mental health, but also um, I turned 30 a year, year and a half ago or so. And, and I, I, I've lived, you know, I've, d- I've done a lot of windsurfing and a lot of sport and things like that, but I've also done a lot of beer drinking and things like that. And I turned 30 a week after I turned 30, I tore my MCL and I went, right. I'm, I'm going to start taking things a bit more seriously. Um, so now I do an awful lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I've got very into that and, and it's great, but I, I kind of find myself now setting these little physical goals as well. But I think it's because I've managed to cultivate that mindset. You know, I don't walk into jujitsu being like, oh, I'm going to beat up a black belt today and, or, you know, I'm going to be stronger and fitter than everyone. Cause I know I'm not, I know I'm not, but if I can walk in and just do one thing where I leave and I'm like, yes, then again, it's one more day. And then I go back in the next day and I go, right, how do I build on that? So it's just these incremental gains. And as that happens, my what I value as success, my 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 bar of success just starts to creep up and up and up to the point where I use windsurfing, for example. I, I look back at the level I was at five years ago to now and I'm like, well, back then I was like, oh, I'm doing well. But now, now I look back and I'm like, well, it's rubbish. You know, it's... It's it's really interesting. I wonder if how how do you go about in terms of your coaching and things? Do you do you kind of help clients and things set these um, success goals, or do do you let them kind of lead lead that conversation? Um, I think everyone's a little bit different. Well, I know everyone's a little bit different in terms of what's important to them. Yeah, you know, I think everyone's got to find their own way to understand what it is that's important to them. The Mm. reason I put health at the top of that pyramid is, you know, if you want to, you know, I deal with a lot of people who are very successful, you know, super wealthy and achieve lots of things, but their health's poor because they've sacrificed their health to get to where they are, or they've definitely neglected it, or they've taken it for granted, whatever it is. And for them to, you know, start to prioritize their health as well as all of this, you know, um, responsibility that they've, they have, or, you know, I work with people who are very intelligent and very capable and going to do incredible things. Um, but they haven't found their, their routine. They haven't found their healthy habits. They haven't really identified with a sport and not really even that sporty. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, to speak to everybody, you know, you can take it any, any direction. I work with obviously professional athletes who are very capable and yeah. very sporty and very easy to train them to go and train hard and do any program I give them. Um, but what's going to allow them to look at it in a more holistic way. So rather than just smashing yourself every day in the gym, just because you know, you've got to lift weights and you know, you've got to mobilize your body and you've got to work on your breathing, be more mindful you know, it has to make sense. So I think to speak to everybody, it's about connecting with the one that's the lowest hanging fruit for you and the mm-hmm. one the, the one that you enjoy the most. 
the one that gives you the feedback that you know you practice it and you recognize you feel good yeah and then that becomes the absolute foundation of everything else that grows from that point forwards because you know you feel better and then the byproduct is oh i start to look better because i'm looking happier the byproduct with abs you know abs abs and muscles and all these other things comes from just more consistency with the things that you're enjoying doing so your body responds in a much better way so if you're going to punish yourself in the gym beat yourself up and like smash yourself it's often counterproductive because your body's feeling so overstimulated it actually is aging you and it's probably causing more wear and tear. So the thing about how many people do that, I've been that person. I yeah. paid the price. Luckily, I rehabbed myself back. What, hence why I teach it, because I know it works. So if you think about you, you're 30 years old, right? Okay, so in, in the next 10 years, a bit more wear and tear. You're not going to stop doing what you're doing. You're still very active in all these sports. You found jujitsu, you know, great for the headspace, very, you know, mindful exercise, good for, you know, great for your brain. Also, it's, it can beat your body up and you can get some, you know, pretty hefty injuries. So you to be a better a jiu-jitsu player, you have a steer now on making sure you're strong through lots of different ranges of motion. So you're super mobile, but you're also super strong. You're, so your fascia, all your connective tissue is super strong. So rather than being massive and bulky, you're just like so dialed in with your core strength and your structural like range of motion. And then you're also super dynamic to be able to go and do some windsurfing and pull some aerials or whatever it is because you're more of a hybrid athlete. So yeah. I guess where I'm staying with this is once you tap into what it is that you enjoy or that you have an interest in, you have a steer then to start to do all the things that make that sport or that function, you know, lead to a really positive outcome, you know, the win. So when you generalize, you know, it's planting some seeds in your brain here as well for longevity. We need to stay mobile. This applies to everybody. We need to stretch things off. So our muscles and you know ligaments, tendons, joints all stay healthy. Our joints stay lubricated. That applies to absolutely everybody. We also need to have strong bodies. So we need to lift weight. We need to stress the muscles for them to stay strong. If we start to like let them just drop off, they're going to get weak. We're going to get yeah. weak. Look like old, crinkled. You no, know, you know. Um, I don't want to offend everybody, but, you know, a lot of our grandparents are this way because they didn't have the education we have now. Yeah. We have all the tools. We have all the data. We can live longer. We can be healthier if we start to do the right practices. And they don't have to be massively hard work. They don't have to cost a lot. Most of them are free. You just have to dedicate a bit of time every day. And then watch your business grow. Watch your energy thrive. Watch your mood boost. You know, I think a lot of people are steering themselves into a lot more stress without finding the balance. And I just I like to inform people about how some of those massive wins and those transformations are right there in front of you. Mm. To educate. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can confess as well, um, like physical stress is unbelievable for like mental well-being. Do you know what I mean? I, I never feel more mentally relaxed and less anxious than when i've been been beaten up for an hour and a half at jiu-jitsu or gone out you know a couple hours windsurfing and taking on the ocean you know you you come in i come in and i know you're a surfer as well so I, i'm sure you have this feeling well, you definitely have this feeling but you you come off and you're like that that's the most people say about cold shower even just a cold shower or a cold plunge things like that 
you know, starting the day with that, that's, that's the most stress. You're, you're like stress receptors, get used to that. And then suddenly when something bad happens at work or, you know, even just little anxieties that you may have, suddenly they become like not a problem, you know, because again, much like your, your bar for success, your bar for, oh God, this is making me nervous or this is triggering me disappears, you know, drops off as well. Um, well, I, I've, I've certainly found it, it, it's, it's helped me an awful lot anyway. Yeah. Stress is a really important thing to, you know, take seriously. I think that's, you know, a lot of people talk about this now. It's, you know, the benefit of social media, it's out there in, in, in it's like, you know, big force, but most people still don't recognize that they're chronically stressed and they're just better at tolerating the stress rather than, um, using it in short doses and taking control of it. So it serves you rather than actually wears you down. Mm. And unfortunately stress is probably one of the biggest killers right now because it feeds so many like illnesses. Yeah. Just not just physical illness, but obviously mental illness. And what you've mentioned there is, you know, you know, cold water exposure, you know, training your body to be more resilient, to get your mindset sharp, to learn how to breathe, to stay calm in stressful situations you know, simple tools that can have, you know, can literally save your life. Yeah. And, um, you know, slowing down the breathing, you know, is one of the key things for me to stay calm, to turn up to this podcast and keep my shit together and to not, not speak too quickly, not get too carried away. I have to keep checking in with myself, get very easily overexcited, but, you know, composure, yeah. your nervous system is listening. If I'm super stimulated, I'm over-breathing, I'm rushing, I can only do that for so long before my body's going to crash, you know. And, and as we know, most people will be able to identify, you know, anxiety, um, a low mood, poor sleep, busy mind, overstimulated adrenal system. Yeah, you know, just you know, all of the signals are there, but we ignore them, and then it becomes a much bigger problem, and it starts to be a much deeper rooted issue, if not something that's chronically going to cause, you know, big problems. And then they're a lot harder to fix. Um, so breath work, let's name some. So a cold yeah. shower, getting out in nature, switching off your technology, getting out and putting your bare feet in the grass. The, 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 I see them all the time, but maybe it's my algorithm. It's so great to see lots more people understanding these simple things. Mm. Some people think you know, it's been said to death, but unfortunately, people need reminding if you're struggling, if you notice you're in a low vibration, if you know something needs to change, then you need to act on that. So you either, you know, let's name some things to give some people some real, real tools. Talk about it. Get it off your chest. Get it off your mind. Breathe slowly, deeply, fully. Turn your technology off. Get offline. Leave your phone alone. Right? Simple things. Go to bed earlier. Stop mm. watching TV and be on your phone just before you go to bed. No wonder your mind's busy. Wake up. Move slow. Hydrate your body and your brain. Go for a walk. Give someone a hug. Chat to someone that you vibe off. You know, the little things, all these are, all these are free. I think I mentioned all of them are free. And can be an absolute game changer. Yeah. The rest of your life. 
that's how much and I, I believe in these things. So no 12-week transformation, no fancy boot camp, yeah, no yeah. fancy diet. Just start to really be more self-aware of how your body is feeding back to you key messages. It's in, it, you know, it's in people's hands. It's just about you actioning them when you make sense of how that actually is, you know, how you're responding to it. And then use that as fuel to actually make some huge shifts in your life. And you'll never regret it. You'll never regret working on yourself. No, I, I, I completely agree. And this is what my regular listeners will know. Like every, everything you've just said, like I've, I've either had conversations about or, or I've, I've, I've enacted into my own, my own life, but mainly led by the first one you said. And that's, that's talking. That talk, talking's what saved, saved my life. I was sat there at a table looking at the sea in my flat on the south coast of England being like cool i'm i'm ready to check out now and then my phone rang and it was my mom and she just caught me at a moment and i just you know it just came out and then two days later i was on a plane home to scotland and just talked it out for like a week and a half and 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 that yeah that and that 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 was the beginning of my road of like cool i'm gonna start working on myself you know and then something that also i've noticed that comes from working on yourself is as a byproduct you end up working on your relationship with your friends partner family uh, as well because you end up presenting your your best self to them rather than the oh fuck off i've not got time i'm busy i'm thinking about work and i want to watch the latest episode of this or i've not i've not got time i want you know all this you know it, suddenly you can present your best self because you go oh well i've got time or ah oh, there's no trains home tonight but i'll i'll work it out you know, like I said, your, your stress levels are much lower. You you just, yeah, you t you tend to go with the flow a lot more. Um, and I think people appreciate people appreciate that, don't they? You know, um, you said you you keep saying the word magic, and I really like it. People finding mm. their magic, or or you know, that's a that's a really mm. nice that's a really nice way of putting. It. I suppose it's similar to the word vibe, but you know, it's cliches are cliches for a reason your your vibe attracts your tribe you know if you're if you're suddenly being friendly and seeming a lot happier people are going to be more likely to go oh i quite like that guy and then suddenly mm. you start getting more compliments and people are being nice to you and then it, it, it's like a it's i never know what it's called it's like the opposite of a vicious circle a vicious circle is negative but uh, i don't know what's the opposite word of vicious i don't know my brain's fried today yeah but you know, you, you suddenly have this circle of I'm improving myself and that improves this. And then because I've improved my relationship with, I don't know, my partner, suddenly I'm getting, I'm even better now. And then they're better. And it just keeps, it, it keeps going on and on, um, which is, yeah. And then as, as for uh, breathing, breathing is my daily thing. Like you said, we, we all, we, you know, we're, we're also unaware of it, of breathing. And I know you, 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 you know, a lot more about it than I do. I'm very much a, a consumer and stuff. And I, I don't do the, the sort of Wim Hof things and things like that. But I suppose on a daily basis, if I'm, if I, if I start feeling, I get anxious, my, my hands, I start to, pe people will be watching this on YouTube. But if you're not watching, I start to like, sort of like go like that with my hands and I start getting nervous. And the minute I realize I start doing that with my hands, I start slowing my breathing down and then I stop. And it mm -hmm. sort of just brings, I feel my heart rate slow down. I feel myself. It, it's like, it's like someone pulls the plug out at the bottom bottom of your brain and all the nerves kind of just empty out and it's like you start again with an empty sink. Maybe that's that's a weird metaphor, but that's how it feels to me. Um yeah, which 
and, and this is something interesting and, and maybe we can take it take it back to the the conversation earlier um when you were talking about you, you kind of started talking about your mental health when you were playing rugby and suddenly all the other guys did as well were you uh, and as you said they weren't having conversations about it and, and i guess this sort of stuff didn't didn't happen were you aware of any of these sort of techniques at the time um and if yeah. not if not how well no yeah so h- how did you I, I know you said you've had a lot of kind of changes and things like that but that's the one i'm especially interested how, how did you um get out of get out of that one what what sort of techniques and, and things did you use moving forward from there um so yeah the first answer was definitely not we had there was no tools back then so it was more just it was still suck it up you know yeah. dig deep keep pushing through it you will be okay don't worry about it you know you'll get through it kind of mentality which is why a lot of people run quite close to feeling very lost and very lonely and uh, confused. And, you know, it, it is a case of just someone, just sort of, at least knowing someone's there and has your back or someone you can talk to. The tools were communication and sharing a little bit more, but also the tools were training. I started training when I was like 14 years old. My mum took me yeah. to a gym actually. And um, she introduced me to weights and I was like, oh, I love this, it's brilliant. You know, and I really got into, you know, lifting weights, you know, at a young age. And it actually turned out to put me in a really good stead because it made me a stronger rugby player, mm-hmm. even though a lot of the time I was just doing it because it was keeping my head in a good place. Um, with a little bit of vanity in there, obviously, as a 16-year-old kid, I was feeling yeah, pretty good that I was off, you know. And yeah, yeah, of course. And I had apps and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and, and I, I mean, there's a few things where I remember I was at a low point and the turning point was usually me getting pretty scared that I was not in the right headspace and talking very negatively to myself. Mm. So the internal dialogue wasn't very positive. And I remember it was a case that I kept having these conversations. I'd always talk myself out because I realized I mattered to some people. Yeah. And, you know, I was lucky to have a really great family. I have a really great family. And also remembering all the people that have, you know, turned up for me. And then I wanted to make sure I did them proud, even if I couldn't muster up the confidence in myself and belief in myself. I thought, well, I'll turn up for someone else because I matter to them. And that was enough for me to sort of just keep, you know, stepping in. Um, and any anger, any frustration was left on the rugby pitch. Uh, and that, that, I think that honestly was like my... Uh, my therapy when I was playing. Yeah. But you know, as, as I did get older and as I started to learn these tools, the tools came from people having insight into where I was and sharing little gems that I share now. The first one was actually surfing, would you believe it? And um, doing some yoga and, you know, trying these exercises that were like movement um, yeah. Uh, exercises that became capoeira i know going to a capoeira college i was like these guys are badass these ninja <laughs> yeah, like, yeah weapon he's like straight out of like street fighter and brazilians that were badass surfers and would have barbecues on beaches and this is when i was in australia um because i had to take myself out of london because that was not serving me at all right um but it, it was it was gently this introduction by guys i looked up to that I'd shared with 
that took me under their wing and you know kind of became my role models that I thought well they're lads they're blokes they're cool they're ripped you know you know I want to be like them and yeah. they're talking about movement they're talking about being like connected and they're talking about being um uh part of a a group and like having a bond and a brotherhood and all these things and it, it was done in a really cool way where it wasn't like oh, macho macho it wasn't too airy fairy because the yoga stuff didn't really connect with me the traditional stuff yeah so then when i felt being in nature i went to learn how to surf got smashed got my ass handed to me quite a few times very humbling that was great yeah but surfing rugby uh, sorry surfing yoga and doing some capoeira movement which incorporated breath and the byproduct was I felt good. I was all my injuries started to go away and I started to feel better in my body and, and actually start to really connect with my body in a very different way. I'd never experienced before. And this was, I guess the, the real key in my turning point with me almost throwing my whole life away was knowing that the key to my success and my rebirth and this, whatever came next was me, making sure I was in the best physical health I possibly could, you know, muster up by trying all of these things on a regular basis and really immersing myself into it. And that became my education that allowed me to become a coach and a trainer and really know the struggles of getting to where you want to be. So I'm going to cap off this point because it's come up for me. You mentioned magic. Not everyone's going to be a rugby player. Yeah. Not everyone's going to have the ability to go and do all the things that we've talked about. Not everyone's even going to be bothered about it. It's not, they're not interested in it. Yeah. Going back to the point of we're all human beings. Everyone listen to this podcast. We're all dealing with stress. We're all dealing with challenges. They're never going to go away. How do you prepare for those things in the best possible way? So when it happens, you've got some tools in your back pocket. And what is a really great way, even if you've not figured out your purpose, even if you got a bit lost, even if you feel like you've lost everything, and you're starting all over again. What's a really good starting point? Obviously, focus on your health and whatever that is. You all, we all kind of know the truth. Are we overweight? Are we not eating very well? Are we not exercising? What's the first step towards working on your health? The second point is start with kindness. And that's not just kindness towards yourself. So be kind to yourself. Eat something kind. Train, move in a way that is kind to your health. But also, what a lovely way to be. Be kind to others. That's your gift. Everybody's given right is to be a good person. Yeah. And what a lovely thing it is to know that you've helped someone by doing something selfishly and being polite and maybe being that person to them. And, you know, I believe in karma. I believe in good things happen to good people. But, you know, magic doesn't have to be a physical ability. It can just be you being a nice person. Yeah. Usually steers you down a really lovely path. When you yeah. can't find it in yourself, be kind to others and turn up for someone else. I promise that magic, you know, rebounds. And I, I really do think people could build something really special just of having those two things dialed in. Yeah, I absolutely agree. There's a, there's a quote from, um, uh, the actor uh, jo Jonah Hill, um, who, who talks a lot about mental health and things now, actually, there's a great documentary, uh, basically him just having a conversation with his therapist on Netflix recently called Stuts that everybody should watch. But he 
he said a quote. He, he's very into, uh, got very into surfing and skateboarding and things in the last few years. And and he said, despite the fact that he isn't very good at it and perhaps doesn't look the part because he's slightly overweight and things like that. He said he had this realization and men particularly struggle with feeling like they deserve a seat at the table and they feel like they need to be really good at something. They need, they need to feel like they need to bring it. So for me, it's something I've struggled with a lot is I feel like um, my kind of self-worth and things is tied to how good I am at windsurfing or, or something like that. And I need to go and sit at the table and go, I deserve to be here because I'm really good at windsurfing. And what Jonah Hill said is he realized actually all he needed to have the seat at the table was just to be a good dude and just to be, and like you said, to pass kindness on to other people, to just be a nice guy. And that would earn him. And actually people don't care how, how good you are at, at something or anything like that. As long as you're a nice person and you're friendly and you're passing on kindness, then you have a seat at the table. And that was that was something that really resonated with with me. And I think hopefully it can resonate with a lot of other people. I think it's something that especially men struggle with because they feel they need to bring this success with them um, and they need to be good at, at something or be really, you know, oh, he can have a seat at the table because he's because he's got abs or, you, you know, something like that. Um, and that, that was something that really resonated with me, which which completely speaks to speaks to what you've um, what you've just said there as well. It's yeah. It, um, so kind of, I suppose you also answered a load of my other questions as well, Richie, which was, you know, going from that rugby to, um, you know, carrying on that, that masculine energy that, that rugby has many connotations of, and then going into yoga and maybe not necessarily surfing, but, you know, breathwork, all those things that perhaps don't have the same kind of masculine energy. But you you answered it all, all perfectly there. And I suppose it's, you know, finding a group of people like that that are doing it on their own terms, a group of guys and actually kind of doing it together and, and talking about it in their own way. Um, I know I, I was I had a fleeting relationship with yoga. Um, I did it did it for a few months. But then now that I've discovered jujitsu, I've kind of got my own. I've, I've got my own stretching routine I do before and after. So that kind of serves me um, to do it. Whereas, yeah, like you said, um, traditional yoga can perhaps alienate some men because they're thinking, Oh, no, it's not, it's not manly enough to do it or things like that. But I'll honestly say you, you should do it because it's, it's great. It combines what we've said about breath work with what we've said about moving your body. Um, and I know you're, you're a big proponent of, of yoga now, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's be unfair to say I was a true yogi because I'm not a really a traditional practitioner. And I think that's why I, I guess I speak to a lot of, blokey blokes and uh, rugby players yeah. because I, I, I am in good physical condition. I do take yeah. care of myself and I reap the rewards from that constant work on myself because I realize it's the key to me being able to do all the things I want to do. And yoga has morphed for me into um, a playful practice. I don't often, where I live in Dorset now, there's not many yoga classes around here. I'm not connected to London as I used to be. Right. So my practice tends to be a lot of self-practice that is guided by the way I feel in that moment and on that day. Nice. And I find it gives me more creativity to tap into what it is I do need to work on. That's not just a part of my body that needs to stretch out, but also when I listen to my body and I slow my breathing down to align with the movement, you get this mindful connection to your movement. So you find you're stretching, you're mobilizing, you're flowing. 
you're breathing more consciously so you're breathing deeper so you, you really muster up this really beautiful playful flow that is a full body scan as well as giving your body a good mot but a lot yeah. of my inspiration to be able to guide those practices has come from a traditional practice so you know you might not like yoga you might not have found the right teacher yet you might not have had a good experience you might get frustrated that you don't you know you can't do it yeah but, but rather than just give up it's more about you know keep searching you know even if it's just a doorway to the next next level it was a doorway for me even though i'm a trained yoga teacher yeah. it was just it was an education allowing me a doorway into being able to teach my way I connected with to pass that experience on. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big believer in yoga being something most people need just for their headspace because it gives them space, gives them room. And usually it's probably the most restorative way for you to start to heal yourself, repair yourself. Mm. And um yeah, I, I think it is for everybody. It's something I, I'm gonna return back to. I know. In a, in a slightly deeper way when I've worked through this, you know, this recent cycle of my training, because it's something that I don't think will ever leave me, but, you know, there's always room to grow and evolve, you know, and I think that's the great thing about it. There's, there's no ceiling on it. Yeah. Yeah. Deeper work. Yeah. That's, that's the same with the, the sports I, I do and things like that. There's, there's always something new to try and learn and things like that. And in a way it's kind of great because you go, no matter how good I get, or anything like that you, you you it's kind of humbling in a way because you realize you are still a you're still a student you can't ever complete it you know mm-hmm. um and it's yeah it's quite a, quite a great feeling um finally one one kind of big thing i want to touch on you you mentioned it very briefly at the start um when we were talking about your you know going into your coaching and things um and it's something i'm always interested in with with people who do a, a lot of um coaching and, and the kind of things that you do as well as the kind of physical stuff you you do the 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 mental um things and like you said it briefly but how you take on a lot as a coach um how how do you what steps do you take to make sure that you're still keeping an eye on richie while you're keeping an eye on all these other people that are mm-hmm. you know p- paying you as, as a business to, to help them and, and sort them out and and keep them at a good level how, how do you go about that because it was yeah it's always interesting um, me yeah well I- I mean, just recently, you know, perfect example, I, um, I've been through a lot in my personal life recently and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm still human, you know, I'm still a person just trying to deal with you know, what life throws at me. Yeah. I'm just choosing to use my time to hold space for others. And so, you know, it, it's me passing on what I feel is my purpose and, and on my mission. So there's a lot of truth and authenticity and transparency in the way I teach and the way I coach where I have dialogue with most of my clients and people that I work with that appreciate that some days are easier than others, some days are harder than others, and we're all in this together. So yeah. I'm like a, I'm a friend as well as their coach, as well as their teacher. Yeah. So me as an authentic coach, rather than be scripted in how I teach and how I hope I continue to help people, it's sharing my experiences, it's sharing my education, it's sharing my insights. That's all I can honestly share. And to keep myself in good nick and to keep myself physically, mentally, emotionally in the best possible place I can be 
is to be mindful of my energy, my mood, my vibration, mm. but also the honesty that I feel I need to check out. My clients understand. Yeah. Because we have that mutual respect and we have that mutual, like deep connection that we're in this together. It's a two way yeah. street. I benefit from them. They benefit from me. And it's like, this is the core of where I feel my magic is recharged because I get so much joy from being me with people that care, that put in the work. Yeah. And that's why I think I, I you know, I have such a great network of people that I get to work with. Um, and I guess just to give you more ammunition on, you know, the, the practices, you know, the, the yoga, the movement, the breath work, the regular daily practice, the meditation, not in all that order and on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, of course. It's like, which practice is going to help me today? Maybe just get out and go and jump in a cold bath. Yeah. But maybe that's just what I need today. Sort your shit out, Rich. I just need to go for a walk. I'm just going to go and hug the dog. Yeah. I'm just going to get a good night's sleep and start fresh again. What is it that I need in that moment to allow me to turn up tomorrow and start fresh again? Yeah. Rather than whinge, rather than complain, I get angry, I get frustrated, I get wound up, but it doesn't stay with me for very long because I know that is the toxic energy that is going to ruin all the hard work and forget all the magic that I've been putting into the world. Yeah. So I might visit visit it for a moment, as we often do. Yeah, of course. We can either dwell on it, you know? We can fester in it. We can complain. We can whinge. We can blame people. Or we can do something about it. And yeah. that is me on a daily basis. That is that is it. There's no magic secret. It is literally just navigating it one day at a time, remembering those key things. Yeah. One game at a time. One game yeah. at a time. One game at a time. Thanks, thanks, Mum, for the rock. Thanks, Mum, for the rock. Um, I mean... That that seems like a wonderful place to to wrap up. Um, before we go, Richie, can you can you tell anyone listening um, where can they find out more about you um, and and see what see what you're up to? I know you're you're doing events, you've got a book, things like that. If pe- people want to get all things Richie Norton, where where can they go? <laughs> um, well, everything Richie Norton is is we've got a few websites and um, the Strength Temple is still going strong it was my original website is now morphed into kind of a bit of everything uh, so it's the strengthtemple.com um we also run in-person events which are more about exploration about physical performance and mental performance and uh, an all-round experience which is adaptexplore.co.uk oh no in fact that's .com as well um richie norton underscore social media and yeah the book and i do have an app as well where i coach people which is they're both called lift your vibe so yeah i highly recommend dropping in there anybody that wants to reach out yeah absolutely guys make sure you um yeah make sure you at least give richie a follow but yeah check out um everything he's doing uh you can also follow me on instagram at the after hours lounge um if you do want to support the podcast um you can head to the link in my bio and you can buy me a beer although i don't really drink anymore but you can buy me a coke zero um so yeah, you can do that. Or if you're strapped for cash, just give me a follow, share it, anything like that. It's free, takes two seconds and it massively helps me out. Um, so yeah, I'll thank you guys in advance for that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Richie, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope you guys have got something out of it. Uh, and yeah, we will see you for the next one. <laughs>